0: Funny the things a grown man will do for a living, especially me. Take this morning, I'm breaking into Robin Masters' estate. You know, the writer, one with all those bestsellers, all that money.
1: There are those who believe that life here began out
0: there. (laughs) We can rebuild him. Hercules Atlas.
1: These are their stories.
0: Autopilot with Scott Johnson and Tom Merritt. Well, hello everybody and welcome back to Autopilot. This is Autopilot Season 3, Episode 8. Today we talk about Magnum P.I. I'm Scott, never trust Robert Loggia Johnson. And that's Tom, that's one hairy chest Merritt. Did that bother you? Was that
1: distracting watching this, yeah, that hairy chest? Yeah,
0: you wear, You look good in the mustache, though, i got to say. You rocked it. <laughs> uh, looked real good on you. Um, it is Mag- Thanks, It's Magnum P.I. That's our pilot. This is autopilot, by the way. We do pilots. We talk about pilots of great shows. Well, some great, some not so great. We don't care. We talk about pilots. Interesting history is what He's we dig bridge. out of these things often. Uh, today's pilot is for Magnum P.I. episode, uh, Don't Eat the Snow in Hawaii, technically part one and two. Written by Donald P. Belisario and Glenn A. Larson. Ooh, ah, where have we heard that name lately? Glenn A. Larson's back. Yep, <laughs> He's uh, a night Rider this season. Last season BSG. Yep. Guys all over the place. Directed by Roger Young. Almost said Roger Chang. Almost came out that way. It was also. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Let's jump straight into the introduction. Zeus, Apollo, at your post, lads. Nice BSG reference right there.
1: That sounded like uh, we were listening to something from Shazam. Or <laughs> <totally>. Zeus, Apollo, <laughs> the elders. Uh, Magnum P.I. starred Tom Selleck. Yeah. He's kind of like a trope himself, just yep. being Tom Selleck. He is Thomas Magnum, a private investigator living in Oahu, Hawaii, uh, first airing on CBS December 11th, 1980. Magnum lives on the sprawling estate, as you heard. of never seen author Robin Masters, known as Robin's Nest. He does that in exchange for security services. While pursuing his own private investigations and driving a red Ferrari 308 GTS, which is actually Robin Masters, Magnum must often negotiate with Jonathan Quayle Higgins Third for use of the estate's amenities and hence the comic relief of the show. Magnum accidentally uncovers a drug operation in the premiere episode uh, when picking up an old Navy friend of his at the airport and helps his friend's sister uncover the truth about a conspiracy involving the NIA, uh, which is Navy Intelligence, and Southeast Asian drug dealers.
0: Mm, And we may have seen this girl... Recently mm-hmm. in another Glenn A. Larson production. She is crazy in it. All right, let's uh let's investigate behind the scenes. Nice set of wheels you got here. Where'd you steal her? What makes you think she isn't mine? <laughs> oh no. Jeez. That guy is a laffy taffy. Such old time
1: that's old timey TV cliche. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> fake laugh, fake
0: laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going through. Um, all right, so check it out. Robin Masters was never seen. Kind of like Charlie's Angel style, right? Best-selling author. His voice was done by Orson Welles. Uh, One last appearance, quote-unquote appearance, was provided by a different actor, Reed Crandall, who I do not know. Never heard of that dude. Orson Welles, we all know. Uh, The Anderson Estate is located on the east shore of Oahu uh, at forty one I'm going to say this wrong. Forty one five zero five. Sorry, four one five zero five. 505 Callan, say that word kalani anole highway thank you route 72 near Waimanalo beach well say that one Waimanalo. thank that you one i could say better uh it was built in the early 30s comprises a large main house a boathouse which in the series appears uh as the guest house that magnum occupies uh, a gatehouse a private tennis court a beachfront and the uh, a tidal pool which is always nice and he hung out in that stuff a lot as my recollection of the series goes uh, in the Magnum P.I. series, the estate was primarily used for exterior scenes uh, set in Robin's Nest. Virtually all the indoor scenes set at Robin's Nest were filmed at the Hawaii Film Studio.
1: So if you break in at <laughs> the Robin's Nest, you would be disappointed.
0: You probably never- will be. And this stuff, none of this stuff carried Don't over. Be. And like, I, I know there's a lot of film studios and stuff going on in Hawaii now, but man, I'll bet things have really changed, say, between this and Lost. It seems like there's a lot more going on you know, on the islands.
1: Legend has it, and I wasn't able to 100% verify this, but I saw it repeated endlessly, that uh, Tom Selleck's contract commitment to Magnum P.I. cost him the role of Indiana Jones in the first Indiana Jones film. Can you imagine? Yeah, I've heard if, this as well. We had a Tom Selleck Indy instead of Harrison Ford yeah. uh, for Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, Selleck was unable to take the part of Indy as Magnum was due to start filming in March 1980, which it did, but then there was a writer's strike. Mm. So they wouldn't have had to film anyway. Yeah. He wasn't. Yeah. Raw,
0: so, de- raw deal for him.
1: Yeah. Uh, also, Lillian Muller, uh, who played Greta, is a former Playboy, playmate of the year 1976, and Dorit Stevens, who plays Inga, those are the two flight attendants, yeah. oh. uh, appeared in Playboy's September 1983, Pictorial Girls of the Atlantic Coast. <laughs> uh, Dorit also appeared on several memorable early
0: 1980s posters, such as, perhaps you remember, Dorit Wants You. Yeah. My wife, by the way, while I'm watching this, said and this is how pervasive the rumor was she said wasn't he almost indiana jones while i'm watching it and i said yeah that's i've been we read that everywhere and everyone says this and she actually thinks it would have been a decent choice my wife does so i I think it's probably
1: true um and maybe there's maybe i just missed the the factual confirmation from spielberg or lucas out there probably exists but yeah i think he had the right attitude but it would have lacked a little gravitas mm. i like harrison ford's you know
0: when he gets serious he gets you know points that finger in your face yeah the serious you're right I, there would have been le- the the funnier parts perhaps would have been funnier um i think it look good in the hat the Definitely. clothes and the leather and all that and the whip but i think even with the mustache i think that all would have been fine <laughs> but you're right when things got dire I, th- I think harrison ford is the one that pulled it out
1: Total, total side note, totally off topic. Have you, you, did you see the XKCD cartoon about Raiders of, ruining the Raiders of the Lost no, Ark? No, I haven't. Is it well, maybe new? it's not XKCD. Mm. Maybe I'm remembering that part wrong. But it's essentially like, you know, you can remove Indiana Jones from Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it still ends the same way. Oh, weird. Really? Because because what happens? The Nazis open it and they all die. They're like, <laughs> if there hadn't been any Indiana Jones, they would have just taken it back to their headquarters, opened
0: it, and they all would have died. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that before, but now I have. It does sound anyway. like an SKCD thing to do, by the way. Interesting. All right. Well, where are we at now? Oh, how about some weird stuff? You want to hear some weird facts? Yeah, sure. I oh, like, like weird right. stuff.
1: The Navy's not even going to let us bury him with military honors.
0: That's crazy. What did Cooley say when the Admiral called him?
1: Dad
0: never called. Never called. John Hillerman, a.k.a. Higgins, was from Denison, Texas, not England. I did not know this till I started looking into notes for the show. Did you know this? I did only because, well, I guess I really didn't know for sure, but he was on the Nickelodeon show uh, where he played a principal and he didn't have the accent in that.
1: Right, but you never know if it's that just, oh, it's another Englishman doing an American accent.
0: Yeah. I constantly get him confused, though. And this is the truth. I get him confused with the voice of Kit and the dude from St. Elsewhere, whose name escapes mm-hmm. me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always had those guys well, confused in my head. Right, and that's one guy, the yeah. voice of Kit and the guy from St. Yeah, States. yeah, same, Same dude there, but I always had him confused. So somebody would say to me, oh, I like Higgins a lot. I'm like, yeah, he was great in St. El- Elsewhere. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Not the same guy. Not great but in they anything. Do. They, they They do look alike. Uh, this is the only time that the full version of the Ian Freebarn Smith Magnum P.I. song is ever heard. We'll get to that later uh, because we got, yeah, we have, there's some background on this. You'll, hear, we, you'll, you'll hear. hear. You'll hear. you'll There's what's two going different on
1: Magnum P.I. themes. There's the one you remember and the one you don't.
0: Shorter version <laughs> of this theme we played uh, over the opening credits of the first 10 episodes of season one, starting with the Thicker Than Blood. That was uh, season one, episode 11. It will be replaced by the more familiar Mike Post Pete Carpenter iconic Magnum P.I. theme song. Which is the yeah, that's the one everybody knows. Which I didn't capture, so I decided to sing it. Uh, Pamela Shoop appears as Alice Cook. She was a fan favorite of Glenn Larson, also uh, the female guest star in the pilot of Knight Rider. We talked about that a little bit last week, and she is uh, the main lady in that thing. By you know the way, what's weird is yeah. is Knight Rider. Takes place a couple of years
1: later, and she looks younger in Knight Rider than she did. They tr- I think they tried to make her look more mature in
0: Magnum P.I. I, I mean, agree. I that was a little bit odd. I, c- I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Something with the hair, something with the way she was dressed. I don't know. But um, yeah, she's in this. She's basically the same character. <laughs> There's not yeah, a really a big much. difference. Um, Magnum makes a casual reference to uh, predecessor series Hawaii 5.0 after her pursuers drive over a cliffside. The show would make more 5.0 or 5.0 references in its run. Uh, this got me to thinking, real quick. Quick question at this point. So Hawaii Five O enjoying a a rebirth, right? New show, still on the air. People kind of like it. Uh, do you think you could even come close to trying to do a new Magnum PI without Tom Selleck in the role? Seems Boy, that's a, it a seems tough really hard, call,
1: right? I yeah. mean, because that is iconic. But then I don't think a lot of people felt that you could recast Obi Wan Kenobi without. Uh, you know, Sir Alec Guinness, and they did it. And there are lots of other problems with the prequels, but my problem is not with you and McGregor. I think they did a good he job. A strong point, yeah, yeah. Um, and there, there's other situations where you're like that. That role can never be recast. like Batman, right? When the Batman movies came along in the 80s, a lot of people were like, "How do you not do Adam West?" Right? Well, they did it. Yeah, maybe they didn't do it very well, (laughs) right? But eventually they got it right with Christopher Nolan, right? Sure. So, um, so yeah, that would be tough. You would have to find. I don't know who the modern
0: day Magnum. Who's the the, yeah? Who's the who's got that right mix of snark, um, charm? He's never an ass. It's hard. It's hard. I don't know who that is now. Some people might say, "Oh, uh, who played uh, who played Green Lantern?" I forgot his name. Ah, crap. Anyway, the guy, the guy that played Green Lantern, that guy, he could maybe do it. But I don't know if you can pull this off. And if you're going to give him a mustache, then you feel like you're just making a cartoon character. of. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is what I'm thinking of, yeah. He's got the attitude. But he's too, I don't know, man, whatever. All I know is my mom used to have a giant crush on this dude. And one time, I want to say my brother or somebody went to a conference where Tom Selleck was, got him to sign a photo, and my mom still has this framed in, in her house. No kidding. Yeah.
1: Well, what Selig did with Magnum, which I think is so genius, and part of it is the way they wrote the character too, he could be a tough guy, mm-hmm. but still not come off as a douchebag right. somehow. Now, people disagree with me on that, but I feel like he's got some humility. He's got to like, you know, I just want to do my things and be left alone. I don't want
0: to rough anybody up. Right.
1: But if I have to, I will. He's that <laughs> character, right?
0: Right. I love it. Uh, now, you have a friend, Ned, who is yeah. a total Magnum PI buff. And I love this idea. There's some hints that Higgins is Robin Masters. Is that true?
1: Yeah. Apparently they dropped these hints throughout the series that that Higgins may in fact be Robin Masters in disguise because he's rarely Masters is rarely ever seen, but Higgins is always there in his in his home. Oh, that's crazy. And he's a best-selling author. And that maybe he faked the voices that you hear that that are that are Robin on the phone. Uh, or hires peep doubles to play him, et cetera. Mm. Uh, also from Ned, uh, one amazing thing about the house that we were talking about, uh, it, Ned went by it, and he took me by it when I was in Hawaii. Is really small. Mm. They were really good with the camera angles to make that exterior appear to me much larger than it is. Ned says the tennis court and most of the estate still stands as it was on the show, although it looks significantly run down since those days. Magnum used to jog up and down that beach, and the iconic uh, Manana Rabbit Island was always seen offshore. He would peel out of the driveway onto Kalan. (laughs)
0: Kalaniana ole
1: The highway, highway, sure Kalaniana ole I
0: couldn't live in Hawaii I want to visit But my gosh I couldn't Hey, where do you Which street do I take? I just go "Ah,
1: Kalaniana See, when they say it though You think Oh, that's not that hard And then when you see it spelled You're like So many vowels So few consonants I couldn't do it what do I do? Yeah. Uh, the show also did crossover episodes. I wish shows did this more often. Me Murder, too. She Wrote, yeah. Simon & Schuster. Yeah. Schuster. Simon & Schuster. Simon <laughs> & Simon. They did not do a crossover with the publisher, Simon
0: & Schuster. That, that was hard-hitting publishing drama that was- Considered yeah.
1: <laughs> and rejected. No, Simon <laughs> & and Simon and Murder, She Wrote. Uh, I love Boat Fantasy Island is the most famous, but wouldn't it be cool if
0: like, I don't know-
1: well, remember, like, Mork and do. Mindy
0: came on, uh, I think, as a mistake, but came right. on uh, Happy Days. And what if
1: the new girl folks visited the uh, all uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother bar? Sure. Or I don't sure. Know.
0: Sometimes yeah. you get those crossovers where, like, uh, the, the Cougar Town uh, had all the people from the uh from the show scrubs come on there for an oh episode. right yeah yeah now they, weren't, they weren't playing, playing scrubs, scrubs people right
1: because right. psych did that with twin peaks yeah. which was really fun too yeah, it but really it wasn't fun. it was a parody of twin
0: Peaks. i feel like that's the form of this now and you and, yeah, and to do so. much more than that you get a little bit weird i do remember uh homicide life on the streets had a car a crossover once which i think it was a multi-network crossover with uh law and order uh, special victims unit. So yeah. you had some crossover there and I believe I could be wrong, but I think that the, the uh, Richard Belzer character is literally a transplant from the, um, f- from, uh, wherever they came. I can't remember where murder was set. It was somewhere up Northeast, but anyway, they came from that precinct to work in New York for the SVU team. Like literally that's the same character. So there, there is some recent last 15 year history of this happening, but You're right. Not like the old days.
1: I almost totally forgot. Warehouse 13 and Eureka did crossover episodes.
0: Oh, that's a good fit. Yeah, yeah. You can get away with stuff like that. So I don't know. I would argue that we could use some more of this today. Why not? Uh, The 2013 episode of the new Hawaii Five O,
1: Hoa Pele, referenced the show Magnum PI. A little homage, a little kickback to Magnum referencing Five O. They were flying over the island in a helicopter and they began singing the the Michael Post. Magnum P.I. The, the real one, as far as we're concerned. And then uh, back to this episode. After emptying the envelope with all of the uh, with all of the stuff from his buddy in it, the, the oh, personal right, effects, right. Magnum flashes back to Vietnam. Watch for the third shot of the helicopter, okay? This is for you continuity error fans. <laughs> uh, in the close-up shot, the helicopter is seen flying across the screen from right to left. If you look at the tail section, you'll see the word Marines is reversed, Apparently, the negative was reversed in this shot when they brought it into edit. Oops. And I did not notice it until I did this research. And then I went back and looked. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. It sure is. It's pretty quick. Yeah, you kind of have to pause it to see it.
0: All right. Well, I'm not ready to give up quite yet. I'm going to find out what the hell happened. Who
1: was going to get you your scrambled eggs in half the time it takes to earn them? I'll tell you who. Admiral A. Cook, that's who.
0: Love that. That guy annoyed me to no end. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about the actual uh, episode. I had a ball with it. Um, kind of expected, like, Knight Rider was fine. And others of the era have been fine for us. Like, it, there's nothing terrible about them or anything we'd say that was bad. But I didn't expect to have as much fun with this. And I think it rides squarely on the back of the, of the character's portrayal by Tom Selleck. He's really good at this role. And I don't feel like it's old or played out. I mean, his pants are a little dumb and his sneakers are stupid and all, you know, you can complain about those things. But for the most part, he just keeps it light and fun and breezy. And that holds up. That feeling of that holds up for me. And I really liked it. I'm I'm kind of, I mean, it's all on Netflix. I think I'm probably going to go and watch this thing again. Watch it with my kids. I'll enjoy it. And, um, you know, get a kick out of it one more time over. I don't know how the thing did in the later seasons. I have no idea how it held up, but for the most part, good time. Would you agree I, that he's, you know? I'm glad you said that, because I felt not embarrassed, but a
1: little reluctant to admit how much I enjoyed watching <laughs> this episode. I mean, again, Knight Rider was a nice kick, like, oh, seeing Kid again. Yeah. But there were large portions where I was just waiting for it to get through it, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm just like, got to keep paying attention. And I never felt that way. I was not expecting that. I was expecting this to be the same way. Like, there'll be a few bright spots but mostly, I'll be just slogging through, and it was the opposite. There were a couple, like the telephone gag. Okay, doesn't have a cordless phone, sure. and he's trying. You know that that was a little slow and a little dated for me. Not just because it was wasn't a cordless phone, but it was like oh, I've got to see the flight attendants with the tops off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the and there's uh, a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No. Uh, also, the club, the the Rick's Disco Club, uh, oh, very dated. Yeah. Those, but they don't dwell on those scenes and those are the only two i can think of that slowed down for me everything else i just, was like wow this is really enjoyable
0: some of the vietnam stuff is a little janky to me like who are they really shooting at and that's budget mm-hmm. and that's you know that's they're practical well, they're shooting at the vc sure. man, the enemy so yeah there's charlie's in the tree you just can't yeah, see right. so all that stuff's fine and i can get past all that but even those scenes i felt like he elevated the proceedings he'd come out and just look all grizzled and cool in his vietnam get up and fired a gun realistically and just look like a, a cool dude. So I think the entire success of the series, and I really believe this now more than ever, um, but it's, it's eight season run or whatever it was uh, hinged on him. Like I feel like he is, and that, and you know, obviously he's the star of the thing. I get it. But, but Hasselhoff also, his show hinged on him too. I, but, yeah. Uh, Sawyer. Agreed. Oh, I said Hasselhoff. That's the, it's keyword for the dog safety word. I forgot. Can't say Hasselhoff in front of the dogs ever. Um, but he but he brings to the table this kind of, um, I don't know, I don't know what it is, this character thing that probably typecast him for a while, maybe still does, I don't know. I saw him on Letterman not long ago, and he was entirely charming and fantastic on there as well, and still rocked the mustache and looks great for his age and all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's, you know, this is his show, and he owned it. Yeah,
1: I think it's a marriage of the writers who created this character uh, and give him... What I think are are good good lines, and then Selleck's ability to execute. It's both. You, I, I think you need both. You couldn't have one without the other and have it work
0: as well as it did.
1: Yeah. Uh, he, because you know we've all seen Three Men and a Baby, sure right? have. I and mean, I've seen
0: Three Men and a Little Girl or whatever it was called the sequel. We we can that
1: that is a crucible for seeing the essence <laughs> of Tom Selleck's talent. Uh, devoid of any assistance, <laughs> right, in my opinion. Right. Uh, you know, and 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 so yeah, this is just a, this is a great melange. And when you think about it, this is why I wasn't expecting to enjoy it. You're like, private detective story from the '80s with a guy who really loves cars, yeah. <laughs> and he's a ex-military. Like, it just sounds like it's got douchebag written all over it. <laughs> yep. And I'm not saying that it totally lacks that element. But it's so much better done than I than I remembered, uh, and it's it's you 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 want to cheer for Magnum. He doesn't make you hate him.
0: There's a weird innocence about him.
1: Yeah, yeah. A little bit, right? Yeah. He just wants to leave all that behind. Yeah. You know, it's very much of its time in that way of like America in 1980 wanted to leave Vietnam behind. Right. And Magnum represents that part of like, just want to have a good time. I just want to just want to forget about all that and get back to to just enjoying life. Yeah. I, I think that's what I like about it. Also, Casablanca, my favorite movie ever, yeah. has tons of references Big all time. over this pilot. Yeah.
0: That helps too. I didn't know that was your favorite movie. That's cool. Oh, yeah. Look at you with an old school pick for a film. That's fantastic. Um, I think mine's a mine's a obscure one you've never heard of. My favorite movie of all time is a movie called Avalon. came out in 1992. And it's, oh I've, Yeah, I know of it. Love I that think maybe movie. you've
1: mentioned it to me before. Gosh, I love that huh. movie. Anyway, yeah. it was
0: nice to see Judge Reinhold in here. Uh, yeah. Young and dopey looking. This is uh, prior to his uh, Beverly Hills Cop stuff. So nobody knew who he was. That's the guy that everybody said I looked like in high school, which was... Is that right? Never everybody took it as a like Judge Oh, yeah. That's well, funny. I had to mullet like him, and I wasn't a close talker like he was on Seinfeld, but whatever. Judge Reinhold, man, rocking it, <laughs> hanging out in this thing, eating chicken. Um. Also, a I noticed of, they, oh, 60K yeah. for that car. No way, man. Not today. Holy crap. A Ferrari for 60 grand? Forget it. That's, that's, that's insane. I know. I'd pay that today. Let's do it now. I'll buy that same Ferrari much right now. Actually, that's a really good question.
1: How much for a Ferrari? I'm yeah. just gonna ask Google right now.
0: It's got to be new Ferrari.
1: Here we go. New Ferrari. Which that one was new. Yeah. Uh, at the although that one might be sixty thousand now. It could be now. Yeah. Two hundred fifty-seven thousand. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Wait a minute. Two hundred twenty-nine thousand for the uh, four fifty-eight. Wait. Oh, oh only one hundred ninety-two thousand for the Ferrari California.
0: <laughs> oh. Okay. Great. That's uh, the yeah. Civic of their line. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Awesome. I'd pay that. Or I won't pay that. I'd pay sixty. Exactly is what I'm. I would pay that i will not pay that i would pay 60 is what i i would pay 60 today. I guess in 1980, whatever. If somebody had said that car is sixty grand, that may have sounded like a lot then, because you were buying cars for like five, six thousand dollars in the early 80s. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: I also thought it was cool that Magnum was a pen tester yeah. essentially. Yeah. Like, he, if anyone doesn't know that the penetration tester is a hacker's job where you go after the network to see if you can break in. So that you can instruct the company how to better protect their network. And that's what Magnum's doing to the Robin's Nest.
0: Yep. He's trying to find the ways in. Yep. If you've seen sneakers, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, right. That's basically the idea. All right. Don't look away, everybody. That's rap party at the door. <laughs> Hold on. This is rap party. Dan Cook was murdered and I'm going to prove it. When I do, you can kiss those gold stripes you spent 30 years egg sucking for. Goodbye. All right. That's the most serious. You jumped right left. into the party
1: part <laughs> I did, the party. I did. I got right
0: to the party. So because <laughs>
1: you weren't working the lock. You were looking at the rap party. Work
0: the lock. I got to work the lock. Don't look at the dogs. Work the lock. That's a great line. I love that. I think that yeah. comes up in other episodes, too. Like it's a running joke is my recollection. Um, and by the way, did he have to do all the VO for his like inner monologue stuff in a bathroom?
1: <laughs> Why was that so?
0: Jeez. <laughs> I understand the idea of like, I think that changed later. That didn't happen yeah. throughout the series.
1: That was the cheapest effect. Fa- I guess they're trying to make it sound like he's from, you know, he's looking back in time. <laughs>
0: right. That's fine for most things. Like you yeah, get away with tra- it. It's like, dramatic for this. Seinfeld used to do it and they all echoed then. But I think for this, just have him talk. It's fine. I think the narration's great, but get out of the bathroom. Yeah right. Here is the original theme that was heard for how many episodes? Did you say eleven? Was it? I you said it. it. Did and I yeah, say it? I think, I think
1: it was. Did, didn't you say eleven, it? eight? Said it. Somebody said it. A bunch um, of episodes. Yeah, it was. It was the first eleven. Well, we hear this full version yeah. in the first episode, and then a shortened version for eleven episodes. Then they switch to the Michael.
0: Post I knew one. they had to do the shortened one because the original one is way long. But here's a taste of it. You get an idea of just how different this is from the uh, standard theme you're all familiar with. <laughs> And that's effectively.
1: In my it. <laughs> go now, and catch some
0: criminal. I'm gonna give you so that's the that's the one you've never heard before, or most of you All out right. there. Now here's the one. I thought I had it right up, but I didn't. here we go. Here's, this, here's the one you know. Yeah. Totally different. That's Magnum. So different. But, I know
1: uh, that that's the the replacement. And it was the first ten episodes, not first eleven, but uh that's Magnum PI. They made a good choice. I'm sorry, Mr. Freebane Smith. Yeah, uh, your 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 show theme is very
0: iconic 70s, and this is an 80s show. We need a Michael Post theme. That's right. And the way the little montage at the beginning with the with the ring pattern kind yeah, of overlaying yeah. everything was very like Falcon Crest. <laughs> like, it just didn't fit. All that stuff was weird. So now, if
1: you get the DVDs for this, I think you get those original themes now. But in the syndicated versions, which are the ones that are on Netflix, you get the Michael Post theme in all of them. So yep. if you go to Netflix and watch this and you're like, wait a minute, Tom, I don't hear this weird magnum. You're lying. No, it's they, they just redid them that way. And that's the ones that Netflix got.
0: And you can tell because at the end when it kicks in again to kind of do closing credits, it's out of place a little bit. Yeah. Like it feels like it's been tacked on. So you can totally tell. Uh, but there you go. It's Magnum PI, everybody. Available in stores now and on Netflix. Go check it out. I had a ball. I'm going to watch the whole thing, I think. I think we're just going to fit it in. Do it while I'm on the treadmill or something. I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, And I know you guys will, too. Here's what you're going to enjoy for sure. Space 1999. Uh, That's next week. A pilot I'd never seen. Mm. Had only seen bits and pieces of this show before now. So Space 1999, uh, Landau and others rocking the joint and doing a thing that I have missed, and I'm excited to talk about it. So that'll be that. In the meantime, you can find us on the web, autopilotshow.com. Episodes for all of our seasons, including this one, which we're in the middle of, which is three. Also, two in one, all up there. Links to the feeds, forums, everything. It's right there. AutopilotShow.com. Email us at autopilotshow at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Scott Johnson, Tom at Ace Detect, and the show at Autopilot Show on Twitter. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Tom, and for the other Tom. We'll see you next time.
1: No problem, Higgsy, baby.